Welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul, and you would usually hear my name is Monica at this point, but we're taking a week off from uh, recording a new podcast, so we've got a throwback episode for you coming up, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, Monica's also taking a week off from hosting, but Fitzgerald's Tuesday, Fitzgerald's Players, it's happening. Amanda, who has subbed for Monica before, she is going to be hosting. We thank Amanda for sitting in and uh, doing this on short notice. So Fitzgerald's Tuesday, you're on. And uh, as always, be nice to your substitute teacher out there. So what is this episode you're about to hear? Well, if you go back into the archives of the Quiz Fix podcasts, you'll notice that there is a gap between episode 19 and episode 21. That episode 20 got pulled from our podcast hosts because we used a piece of music we weren't supposed to. So I dumped that podcast onto an external hard drive and sort of forgot about it. And then that hard drive died. So I thought that podcast was lost forever. Until this weekend, I was messing around with my laptop. I just on a whim plugged that dead external hard drive into my laptop and it sprang to life for about two minutes. So in that two minutes, I had a chance to grab that episode and drag it onto my laptop, at which point the external hard drive stopped working again. So I am looking at this as this was meant to be. It's an interesting episode. Uh, It's two years old. The recording is strange. There's segments that we don't really do anymore. The tips and tricks, which uh, now I think we need to bring back if for no other reason than for the theme song. I've cut out some references to uh, this was the episode that was going to happen right before our first summer tournament. So I cut that out so no one would be confused like that it's about to happen. There's references to Father's Day. Uh, there's, it's, it's interesting. I will say this though for you, Seattle Renton Tacoma players. There's a game prep. There's lightning rounds, and all that stuff could be used this week in your, uh, in your quizzes. And the tips and tricks is all about Shakespeare plays, and it might be uh, actually kind of handy uh, coming up as well. So, without further ado. Enjoy this blast from the past from June 2017, and I'll talk to you at the end of the show. Are you lonely all by yourself? You want to look at a cute dog? Dial-a-dog! <laughs> Dial-a-dog is your answer. Only 99 cents per minute, four ninety nine on the weekends. Dial-a-dog. You want dachshunds? We have them. You want collies? We got them. You want spaniels? We have them. And now from the makers of Dial-A-Dog, Dial-A-Dog After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) It's exactly the same, but it's too dark to see the dog. Let's get trivial, trivial. I wanna get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let's- 
Hello and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Hey, Monica. Hi. Guess what? Mm. Episode 20. Yay. 20. We're 20 years old today. 20 episodes old today. We're not 20 years old today. So it is before noon. It is before noon, and this is Monica's favorite time of day. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was suggested to me that I get up at 8 and start drinking. Oh, God. And if I didn't have to work after this, I might have done that because <laughs> I am really committed to this podcast. That's amazing. That's the reason. We are so committed to this podcast that we missed last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So there's a there's are various reasons why we missed last week, but we don't have to tell them to you. Just we just ran out of time. It was a scheduling, scheduling problem. Yeah, it happens, especially when you are in peak card mode, which is now going to start kind of after Father's Day. You kind of get a break from that, right? Well, the day after Father's Day is a big day because I have to take down all the Father's Day and set up all the summer stuff. Sure, but then it'll be pretty slow. Yeah. All right. Let's get started with our episode, shall we? We shall. Let's do it. It is now time for the lightning round. This is the part of the podcast where Paul and I ask each other five questions. Yes, and then we answer five questions, and then we tell each other how wonderful we are. Oh, I like that part. It's a, we're going to add that in now. <laughs> uh, what is your topic for me this week? Your topic is daytime talk shows. Ooh, Okay. Uh, yours, because I am doing a quiz at the, uh, uh, Tacoma Art Museum tonight. Yours is titled, Art is Poetry. Oh, Lord. Oh, you're going to have fun with this. All right, here we go with the lightning round. First question. What talk show host ends every episode with the sign-off? Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other which he also used during his days as a newscaster in Cincinnati. That's got to be Mr. Jerry Springer. That's correct. Yay. Who He was mayor of Cincinnati, wasn't he? I think that was one of the things that he did in Cincinnati. He was mayor briefly. I think so, yeah. Yeah, or he ran for or mayor. Or he ran for mayor. Yeah. All right, question number one for you. In this in this category, I've written haikus about artists. I'll read the haiku. You name the artist we're talking about. Okay. Uh, this Dutch man painted 43 self-portraits and a starry night. Vincent van Gogh. That is Vincent van Gogh. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That was an easy one. We'll start off easy. We'll get a little harder. Yeah. Question number two. What talk show, which ran for 12 seasons from 1991 to 2003, used some sensational and often rhyming show titles? I'm going to give you three examples, which were my favorite ones that I found. The lie detector will reveal what's true. 
Are you sleeping with my boo? <laughs> okay. Bizarre phobia cases. People afraid of clowns, birds, and shoelaces. Okay. And you teased me like Fat Albert's Russell, but now my body is made of muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait a second. 1991 to 2003? Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, wow. Ricky Lake. No, it's Mm. Jenny Jones. I was my, I had, well, I shouldn't have changed my mind. (laughs) Boy, I didn't think she did the rhyming thing. Yeah, that threw me her off. show is like the trashiest oh, one. It absolutely. was awesome. I remember watching her. She was on Star Search. Oh, she really? Was a, she was a stand-up comic. Yeah. And she won the Star Search stand-up comic. That's how she became famous. Oh. And she translated that into her own talk show. And then she had to go off the air because somebody killed somebody that was on her show. It was a case yeah, where... Yeah, that wasn't really why, but that happened. Yeah. It was kind of the beginning of the end of that yeah. of that show. Interesting, Jenny. See, everybody, go with your first guesses. This <laughs> is the thing we've been ta- we talk about it all the time, and it's just it always proves to be true. Uh, question number two for you: This Spaniard got blue painting beggars, drunkards, and old guitar players. Picasso. That is Picasso. Nice. Yeah. In his blue period. Question three. On November 11th, 1998, who had his nose broken on his show trying to stop a fight between white supremacists and black activists? Jerry Rivers, a.k.a. Geraldo Rivera. That, that nose and that mustache, man. It got broken. It got broken. That mustache got broken, too. Mm-hmm. Split that right in half. Question number three for you. His pop art prints of soup cans got him his 15 minutes of strange fame. Podcast listeners, she's wrinkling her face (laughs) in concentration. (laughs) I can't remember his name. I know who it is. She has proper thinking pose right now. She's sitting straight up, eyes closed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Just watch the live feed and you can see. Exactly, exactly. I'm waving it. Hi, everybody. I know his hair. <laughs> he does have a particular hair. Yeah. I can't remember. Fuck. That is Andy the Warhol. Warhol. Oh. Uh, my brain couldn't remember his name. Uh, Number four for you. Most Wednesday episodes of the Montel Williams show featured the guest Sylvia Brown. What was Sylvia Brown's claim to fame? Hmm. Was she a psychic? Yes. Okay. I can't imagine what else she would be doing. She was uh, super weird. She had these giant long fingernails. Oh, okay. I think this. I didn't watch a lot of Montel, but that seems familiar. And uh, it it's kind of controversial because you know she was always wrong about everything. 
She was like a cold reader, basically, yeah. making shit up. Yeah. There's somebody in this room. It's a man or maybe possibly a woman who's either between her 20s and 70s. Is it me? Uh, <laughs> and your first name begins with either like a, it's like a letter of the alphabet, maybe. Oh, my God. You're totally right. And you have like or had like parents at some point how did you know thank you very much everybody yay and you're going to eventually die shut up <laughs> <laughs> and now the now the visions are cloudy i can't say anything more just give me my check and i'll uh, i'll see you next week so you know the women in cleveland that were like kidnapped and for like 10 years or something they found them yes she told one of the mothers that her daughter was dead. Oh, wow. And she wasn't dead. Oh. So she lives wrong. Well done, Sylvia. Good job. Yeah. So psychic. <laughs> Never been more psychic. All right. Number four for you. 250 paintings. Wow, that Frenchman sure likes water lilies. Monet. That is correct. Well done. Yay. You didn't fall into the Monet Manet trap, which uh, happens with a lot of people on those questions. Yeah. Yeah, people will be like, it's Monet, and people will go, oh, Manet, Monet. But yeah, he's the guy that Monet's loved water the lilies. lilies yeah. Loved the water lilies. 250 paintings of water lilies. A little obsessive with the water lilies. Is that in the Guinness World Records? For, for water lily painting? Yeah. Probably. If it's not, <laughs> let's submit them. I'm sure he'd be, be happy. Last question. What talk show, which ended in 2002, had a long-running segment telling jokes that children mailed in from around the U.S.? These jokes were eventually compiled into two books and a TV special called Kids Are Punny. It ended in 2002. Mm -hmm. uh, I. Kids are plenty. They are. Oh boy, I am drawing a blank. I do not know. It's the Rosie O'Donnell show. Oh wow. Forgot she had her own talk show. Yeah. That's wild. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, last question for you. Question number five. His most famous work might remind you of Kevin's scream in Home Alone. Uh, I know that, but I don't know the name. Okay. That is Edvard Munch. M-U-N-C-H looks like Munch. Oh. Yeah. So, so there. I'll Captain. remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's a good Munch. one. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, you got one, two, three out of five. You got three also. Sweet, we tied. Yay. What's our tiebreaker? What's um Um Who can make the cat meow the loudest? I'm just gonna give that up to you at this point. Because <laughs> I don't have that sort of control over the pooks. The um, pooks. Right on. You uh, can win the tiebreaker because you bought me coffee. Okay. Perfect. I like that. <laughs> he, he, he or she who brings the coffee wins the tiebreaker. That's a good rule. Yeah. Um, all right. That is it for the lightning round. 
Now it's time for game prep. These are things that happened in history this week that you may need to know for this week's pub quizzes. June 19th, 1964, the Civil Rights Act is passed after an 83-day filibuster dies in the Senate. The, uh, the Southern Bloc of Democrats tried to block it from, uh, from passing, uh, led by Strom Thurmond. The Democrats blocked it? So, back in those days, the Democrats were a different kind of party. And a lot of those people that were in that Southern Bloc of Democrats became Republicans. And uh, that's kind of that Southern Bloc of Republicans now that you see uh, that kind of still holds today. But up until that point, the South was pretty Democratic as far as the uh, the parties go. June 19th, 1978, the comic strip Garfield debuts. It becomes the world's most widely syndicated strip. Now... I'm assuming you love Garfield. I do. Yeah. The first comic strip, which you which you can set, uh, see out there, uh, is basically just like an introductory comic strip. It's John and Garfield. It doesn't look a lot like the Garfield that we know now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has changed. Basically just saying, hi, I'm John and this is my cat. And then Garfield says, hi, I'm Garfield and this is my owner. That's it? And then uh, it ends with Garfield asking to be fed. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I'm assuming you've seen Garfield without Garfield. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, go seek it out. Garfield without Garfield is uh, uh, people have taken the comic strip Garfield and taken Garfield out of it. So it's just the owner, John, acting insane, talking yeah. to himself. He's like the saddest person <laughs> ever. And just like a just like a touch, like just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be frames with just him just sitting there not talking. And then he says something really strange at the very end of the frame. <laughs> and you're just like, that guy needs a cat. <laughs> uh, June 20th of this year. Hey, in the future. It's the first day of summer. That is tomorrow if you're listening to this on Monday. And it's today if you're listening to this on Tuesday. And we could go on with that, but I'm not going to. Yeah, you should stop right there. In your ranking of seasons, where does summer rank? Number one. Number one. You are a summer person. Mm-hmm. You get your summer on. I like the heat. Yeah. I like wearing sunglasses. Is your favorite summer still Ohio summer or do you like it here? Oh, here, definitely. Yeah. Midwest summers Ohio can be a little brutal. Ohio summer is sticky and super hot yeah. and Full of bugs. Oh, I forgot about the bug yeah. situation. You go outside and then immediately they're all over you. Yeah, chomping. Out here it's amazing. But one thing in the summer that you do not have out here is lightning bugs. Yeah. Fire Little fireflies are cool. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't get those out there. So it's a it's a give and take. But at comfort level, is definitely you get a much more comfortable summer out here. Oh, yeah. June 20th, 1893, Lizzie Borden is acquitted for the death of her parents, Abby and Andrew, who were killed with a hatchet. Their murders go unsolved. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her 
father 40 wax. And when she saw the work was done, she gave her mother 41 or something like that. It's Is might that be reversed. That's a, uh, a nursery rhyme or well, not a nursery rhyme. <laughs> poor, that poor nursery. <laughs> All right, children, go to sleep. I'm going to tell you about the murderer. Do you think she did it? Well, this is interesting. I was reading. They never reopened the case. Really? Once she was acquitted, they were like, well, we've going to kind of stop looking. I guess she was found laughing about something. I Maybe feel she... like I would laugh. <laughs> really? Like, like a nervous a, laugh? Yeah. Yeah. I, I laugh all the time at everything. If it's funny. This is what we love. Tragic. Yeah. Gross, sexy. Yeah. I'm laughing at it <laughs> <laughs> all the time. Well, you're going to be hard to convict in that murder case. <laughs> <laughs> Get up on the stand. Did you kill your parents? <laughs> no. <laughs> Somebody did. I mean, I it don't know. It wasn't me. me. <laughs> I was. I don't even know where I was at that time. <laughs> Crazy. June 20th, 1975, Jaws. 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 That's another good one. (laughs) Jaws is released, becoming the biggest grossing movie of all time and ushering in the age of the summer blockbuster. Up until that point, that wasn't a thing. There were big Christmas movies because people were on on vacation, but they never translated that to summer stuff. Up until that point, the biggest grossing movie at the time was The Godfather, which came out four years earlier. But yeah, Jaws brought in the action thriller summer movie, and now that's pretty much what you get during the summers. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the biggest movie for the next two years, and then Star Wars came along and blew it out of the water. Mm -hmm. You like Jaws? I think I did. Yeah. I thought it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) That got to me slow, but it was good. Yeah. June 22nd, 1942. U.S. Congress officially adopts the Pledge of Allegiance. The words under God aren't added to the pledge until 1954. Yeah, originally it was just up uh, the same words, and then they added those last two words later, which probably could become a trivia question, a little two-pointer there. Oh, you know what we should do? What's that? We should make a Pledge of Allegiance to trivia and make everybody say it before trivia start. I pledge allegiance to Monica and Paul (laughs) and the United States of Quizfix. And for all the right answers for which I stand, one question. At a time. At a time. Uh, Inarguable. (laughs) With right answers and prizes and beer for all. (laughs) Something like that. June 22nd, 1986, during the quarterfinals of the World Cup, Argentina's Diego Maradona scores a goal that appears to go off his hand, but the referees allow it. This goal has become known as the Hand of God. And then four minutes later, Maradona goes 60 yards in 10 seconds, scoring what is also known as the Goal of the Century. And uh, Argentina goes on to win the World Cup uh, that year. They beat England in that match. And uh, the English uh, soccer fans have never forgiven Diego Maradona for uh, letting a handball go into the goal. Why did they allow it? They didn't see it. And there was no replays at that point. So 
what uh, the hand of God came from a uh, a quote that Diego Maradona gave after the game, where he talked about the goal went in with mostly off of his head and with a little help from the hand of God, which was kind of his uh, his nod to the fact that maybe I got a little hand on there. June 23rd, 1926. The first SAT exam is given to students applying to Yale and Smith College. Scholastic Aptitude Test. That's what it stands that's for. That's what it stands for. So some people say the SAT test or the SAT exam, and that's a little redundant. It's just you can yeah. just say the SAT. But that's a good three-pointer, Scholastic Aptitude that is a Test. three-pointer. Well, that'd be fun to do, do a SAT trivia. Yeah. Serious-ass trivia. <laughs> It's all trivia questions about butts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> serious ass trivia. We're serious about this. No <laughs> laughing. Yeah, don't laugh, Monica. <laughs> shush. Oh, <that's> a... <laughs> <laughs> don't shush me. I'll shush. I'll give you something to shush about. What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, last one, June 23rd, 1972, President Richard Nixon and his chief of staff, H.R. Haldeman, are recorded discussing using the CIA to obstruct the FBI's investigation into the Watergate break-in. There are no modern analogs to this story. And mm -hmm. you would be a traitor and a communist to uh, suggest otherwise. Yep. Yeah. Um, did you and see a loser and a loser and you'd be sad. So and, sad. And you'd be doing a witch hunt. By the way, I hope they find some witches. That'd be pretty sweet. Must be the season of the It is now time for tips and tricks. It's time for tips and tricks and time for tricks. Time for tips and tricks. It's, it's Tricky tricks. <laughs> it's not just the tip. <laughs> it's also the tricky tricks. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what it means either. <laughs> but it sounds like we've entered into Quiz Fix After Dark. We keep going back. There. It's hard not to go there. It's I just right next door to Quiz Fix during the day. <laughs> uh, so today's tips and tricks, we're going to take a deep dive into a subject that I've heard from people that, that stumps people on a regular basis, and that is the plays of William Shakespeare. William. William. Uh, Shakespeare. Love him, hate him, go, eh. What do you think? Um... I haven't read much Shakespeare. Okay. And, but I like um, parody stuff. Yeah? Yeah. What's your favorite Shakespeare parody stuff? Well, that show I told you about called Upstart Crow. Oh, yeah. That has uh, David Mitchell playing Shakespeare. I still have not seen that yet. It's so good. <laughs> He has a teenage daughter, and he's trying to get ideas for Romeo and Juliet by, like, listening to her. <laughs> but, but, but he's frustrated because she's 
not like that at all. And he's like, well, if I wrote it how you talk, he'd be like, oh, Romeo, shut up, Romeo. You're so stupid, Romeo. (laughs) If I can find a clip, I'm going to put that in here, right here. Yeah, it's good. Bloody Finished what, Mr. Shakespeare? My 154th sonnet. The cycle be complete. Result. Oh, yeah. Who the bard? Me the bard. Iambic pentameter is my bitch. I thought you were working on your wonderful star-crossed lovers play. I am, Kate, but a sonnet be like the idle wind. When it bubbleth within, you have to let it out. What we're going to do today is we're going to go through just a few of Shakespeare tragedies and give you some uh, tips on how to recognize them if they come up in a quiz, which they regularly do here and there. Yeah, they do. Uh, so we're going to start. We're going to play a little game. I'm going to give a quote from one of the uh, plays. Monica is going to try to guess which play. Monica's going to get it wrong. Maybe. And then we will uh, we'll get into a little deep dive on each one of these plays. So these are only tragedies. These are only the tragedies. Okay. Uh, we'll maybe do comedies at some other point because there's just too many. I didn't want to overload people's brains with Shakespeare nonsense. So uh, here we go. Here is a quote for you. To be or not to be. Is that from uh, Hamlet? That is from Hamlet. Oh, yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. I have never seen or read that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here is uh, what you need to know. The key players in Hamlet. You got Hamlet. He's the Prince of Denmark. You got his friend Horatio. You've got his mom, Gertrude. She's the queen. You got his uncle, Claudius. He's the bad guy. You got his girlfriend, Ophelia. And her dad is Polonius. Her brother is Laertes. And then, of course, you have the ghost of Hamlet's dad. Spoiler alert for Hamlet. His, his dad is dead. Does his dad die in the beginning? So what happens is uh, Claudius, and we're not giving it too much away because this all gets exposed at the beginning of the play. Claudius kills Hamlet's dad uh, and then marries his mom. Gertrude. Mm -hmm. So this, of course, makes Hamlet a little upset. The ghost of everybody know that he did it. No. Does Hamlet know? Well, here's the thing: Hamlet's the ghost of Hamlet's dad appears to Hamlet and says, "This is what happened. Mm -hmm. I was sleeping, and Claudius came in and poured some poison in my ear, and then I died." (laughs) Really? Yeah. That's kind of a weird way to go. So the ghost says, you got to get revenge. And Hamlet says, right, I'm going to get revenge on this. And then Hamlet has all these second thoughts of like, well, maybe this ghost is a demon and they're lying. Maybe I shouldn't kill somebody just because killing somebody is a bad thing. So he decides to pretend that he is crazy, that he's gone crazy from grief. And that will allow him to kind of do things out of the ordinary and try to catch Claudius in a confession or in a lie, somehow expose him as the murderer. So then he can kill him and know that he's doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. 
So that's the rest of the play, basically, is him trying to catch Claudius, catch the conscience of the king. Lines to remember, of course, the entire to be or not to be speech, which is probably the most famous uh, speech of Shakespeare's Mm -hmm. works. Uh, To thine own self be true is a quote from that play. Polonius tells Hamlet that as he's embarking out on the world. Uh, Brevity is the soul of wit is a uh, phrase that came from that play. Mm -hmm. Um, And the phrase, the lady doth protest too much, also came from that play. Lots of Shakespeare uh, lines uh, kind of are used in modern talk now. So, who dies in this play? Lots of people die in this play. Hamlet, Claudius, Gertrude, Polonius, Ophelia, Laertes, and Hamlet's college buddies, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. So, lots who, of deaths. Who is left? Well, who do you got left? You've got, uh, you've, you don't got a lot of people left. <laughs> yeah, the, the end of that play is like, it just rushes along. Like, Polonius dies earlier. He gets stabbed uh, kind of by accident. Uh, Ophelia drowns herself because she's all sad. Um, and then there's a big sword there's a big sword fight between uh, Laertes and Hamlet at the end that is supposed to be friendly, kind of just a competition, but then somebody poisons the tip of the sword and then somebody pours poison down somebody's throat and people get stabbed and poisoned and everybody just dies. (laughs) And as we'll discover, not the bloodiest of Shakespeare's plays. Yeah. We'll get into some other great ones. Okay. Um, Movie analogs. There are a lot of modern versions of Hamlet. Probably the most famous one uh, that's not called Hamlet is The Lion King. The Lion King follows a lot of that same story of the brother uh, uh, killing the king and the young boy trying to uh, get his crown back. Um, So that's probably the most. When there's lots of versions of it, there's the Mel Gibson one, there's the Ethan Hawke one, there's the Laurence Olivier one. There's lots of Hamlets out there. So uh, here's the next one. And here's the quote from Monica. Something wicked this way comes. Is that Macbeth? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Good job. Macbeth, of course, is the superstitiousness of the plays. It's very superstitious between theater actors. They don't like to say Macbeth in a theater. They think it's bad luck. They, they refer- call it the Scottish, the Scottish play. play. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the key players you got Macbeth. You got Lady Macbeth. You got the King of Scotland named Duncan. Mm-hmm. You got his fellow warriors, Banquo and Macduff. And then, of course, you have the three weird sisters who play a big part in the in the play. So what happens in the play is in Scotland, there's a badass warrior named Macbeth. And he encounters these weird sisters or witches uh, they tell him uh, that he is going to be king of Scotland. They give him this little uh, fortune telling. Yeah. So he's excited. Lady Macbeth's excited. But they also realize that this may not happen for a while. And they would really like to be royalty now. So they conspire to kill the king, Duncan. Mm-hmm. And then they do. They do. And so then Macbeth becomes king. And then lots of paranoia. Lots of guilt. And that's pretty much the downfall of of him and of Lady Macbeth as the play goes on. I can't remember. Did he kill him or did she kill him or did they do it together? They do it together. I think he actually does the deed. 
Um, but she gets blood on her hand. Right. Yeah. Out, out, damn spot. Mm-hmm. Um, lines to remember. Something wicked this way comes, which is a, which is a, actually that whole song in Harry Potter. Um, out, out, brief candle. Life's, life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. That is one of Macbeth's big speeches that mm-hmm. he gives. Uh, lots of deaths in this one, although not as many as Hamlet. King Duncan, of course, dies. Banquo dies. Macduff's family dies, but Macduff lives to revenge that. Macbeth dies, and Lady Macbeth dies as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, not a lot of movies made out of Macbeth. There's some just called Macbeth, but they're not a ton. Uh, Throne of Blood, which is a 1957 uh, Japanese movie by Akira Kurosawa, and he did a lot of uh, uh, Shakespeare adaptations in Japanese. And then a movie called Scotland, Pennsylvania that came out in the early 2000s. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Um, Kind of in that era of uh, Tarantino movies, kind of has that sort of air to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, worth checking out if you like a little Macbeth. There's a lot of references to it in Blackadder. Oh, yeah. Tons of them. Yeah. All right. What's in a name? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. That's Romeo and Juliet. You've got this. I know You've that You've got one. this one. This might be the most famous of all of his uh, tragedies and the one that's been made into countless movies and yeah. adaptations. Um, we'll get there in a moment. But the key players, you got Romeo Montague. You got Juliet Capulet. Romeo's buddy, Mercutio. Juliet's suitor, Paris, uh, Juliet's cousin, Tybalt, and uh, Juliet's nurse, who I think is just called nurse in the play. Nursey. So in Italy, two teens from rival families meet. They fall in love. Uh, when Tybalt kills uh, Mercutio in a fight, Romeo kills Tybalt and then is banished from town. Juliet is set to marry Paris, but then rather than marry that guy, she decides to fake kill herself with a drug. Uh, Romeo finds her in the state of possible death, thinks she's dead. So then he kills Paris and then himself, and then she wakes up. So some lines to remember from this one. Uh, Good night, good night, parting is such sweet sorrow. Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Which, of course, does not mean where he is, but uh, why is your name Romeo? You have to watch that show because he talks about that and it's so funny. (laughs) Who dies? Well, Romeo dies. Juliet dies. Paris dies. Mercutio dies. Tybalt dies. And uh, offstage, Romeo's mom dies of a broken heart. A lot of the uh, tragedies end with one guy coming in and kind of summarizing like everything that's happened. It's like, well, here's who's died, and uh, <laughs> just so you can, you, everybody can go home from the theater feeling real good. Um, here's everybody who's died, and that's what's happened. You know, the thing about Romeo and Juliet that I find really funny is that at the very beginning. Romeo is super obsessed with another yeah. girl named Rosalind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he sees Juliet and he's like, Rosalind who? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just kind of face palms Rosalind. <laughs> and I was like, uh, this one. 
I'm into like, this next. one. Like, he could have done that, like, found another girl instead of, like, dying at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that moment where he walks in and sees Juliet there lying in state, and then Paris comes in, and they fight because they just, they just, because they hate each other. But what if Paris didn't walk in like some other girl had walked in at that She's moment? Like, oh, am I in the right place? He's like, oh, my my, my my girlfriend is in a coma, but hey, <laughs> my name is Romeo. You might have heard of me. Killed the guy. <laughs> How's it going? How you doing? Um, So many movie analogs. I mean, West Side Story. Uh, there was one just a couple years ago called Warm Bodies, which was with zombies. Oh yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, it's was not it it's not bad. It's not bad. Um but yeah, you can throw a throw a rocket a movie collection and find so many Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. uh adaptations out there. Gnomeo and Juliet with the gnomes with the garden gnomes. <laughs> that's a Gnome-io. that's not that's not a very good one. Meow meow. Meow meow. Meow meow and Julie Kit. Uh wasn't very good. <laughs> I liked it. I stretched. I stretched there. <laughs> All right. All right. They're going to get a little harder here. Um, here's a line. How sharper than a serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. I don't know. You're running out of tragedies. Is it Julius Caesar? It is not Julius Caesar. <laughs> it is King Lear. Okay. King Lear. Uh, the key players in King Lear, you got King Lear. His fool, who's just referred to as fool, is kind of his court jester that follows him around. Mm-hmm. He has three daughters, Cordelia, Reagan, and Goneril. Uh, Reagan has a husband named Cornwall. And then you've got the Earl of Gloucester and his illegitimate son, Edmund. And that's kind of the main players in that one. Uh, so in this play, an aging King Lear decides to divide, divide his kingdom amongst his daughters. Reagan and Goneril are eager to accept, and they give him all sorts of insincere flattery. But Cordelia is his youngest and decides to speak a little truth and uh, honesty to him, which pisses him off. And so he disinherits Cordelia, and that act alone makes him uh, go crazy. And most of the play is him wandering around with his fool and uh, his uh, manservant uh, raging at nature and... And life. Him being a jerk to his daughter made him go crazy. Right. That's weird. Wouldn't you like all your dads to all dads to be like that? <laughs> it's like you. I'm disowning you. And it's like, oh my head. Like uh, that could be easily corrected. <laughs> yeah. Sir. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that's the that you know when they talk about tragedies, they talk about the fact that it's those fatal flaws in people that cause the tragedies. Mm-hmm. And one of the aspects of tragedy is they have to go all the way through it to the very end to realize that it was their fatal flaw that caused all these things. And then, and then they die. And then yeah, tragedy <laughs> means that the fatal flaw, and then it it's uh, it's too late. You yeah. can't you can't correct it. Um. Was that uh, I remember in classes they always said the difference between the tragedies and comedies in Shakespeare is the tragedies end in deaths and the comedies end in weddings, and that was pretty much that's pretty much true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some lines to remember from this one: uh, in jest there is truth, 
which is something that's, I think, very true. Um, nothing can come of nothing. And speak what we feel, not what we ought to say. Um, there's Unless l- you don't want to be disinherited. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, <laughs> Cordelia. Get together, girl. Just shut up and take your third. <laughs> uh, deaths. Lear dies. Cordelia dies. Goneril and Regan die. One of them poisons the other and then uh, stabs herself, which I've never quite understood how that all worked. <laughs> Cornwall dies. Edmund dies. Gloucester dies. Uh, and the fool just disappears. So like there's walks the- away or like poof? Like poof. Like, there's theories that the fool never existed, that um, he's, like, just his uh, mm-hmm. extension of his crazy conscience out there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the fool just kind of uh, disappears at the end of the, at the end of the story. Um, not a lot of movies made out of King Lear, but there's two that are very interesting. Ron, which is another Akira Kurosawa and is a great movie. And then one that I think you would be interested in called The King of Texas, where Lear is played by one Patrick Stewart. Oh, nice. So I I just saw the box cover online. Yeah. I'm hoping that is Patrick Stewart with a Texas accent. No way. I really want to now go find this and, <laughs> and see oh exactly gosh. what, because I could totally see Patrick Stewart playing, well, almost any of these characters, but, you know, because he's Patrick Stewart and he's awesome. But the idea of him in a cowboy hat <laughs> saying how sharp, sharper than a super serpent's tooth it is to have a thankless child. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to see it. Number one, engage. <laughs> Computer. <laughs> Computer. Resistance is futile. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one for you. Oh, beware, my lord of jealousy. It is the green-eyed monster. I feel like I know, but I can't remember. Okay. What is it? It is Othello. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, So the key players in this one, you got Othello. He is a Moorish general. And uh, Moorish is the little word for he's black. Uh, Okay, good. Uh, His wife, Desdemona, not black. Uh, His friend, (laughs) Iago. (laughs) Well, this plays a little bit into the whole thing. I mean, when you start to think about this play, it is kind of way beyond its years in like talking about race relations and interracial marriage and uh, how people react to it. Yeah. Um, So you got Othello. You got his wife, Desdemona. His friend Iago, his loyal captain Cassio, Cassio's girlfriend Bianca, Rodrigo, who is secretly in love with Desdemona, and Iago's wife Emilia. Uh, the plot in this one Othello is a general in the Venetian army. He promotes Cassio ahead of Iago, and which makes Iago all sorts of jealous. So Iago puts a scheme in place to make Othello believe Desdemona is unfaithful, and the only reason he does that is to get revenge on Othello. What a jerk. He is a jerk, and amazingly enough, does not die at the end of Othello. 
I was waiting for that scene reading this play. I was waiting for the big conf confrontation and Iago like getting a sword in the gullet or whatever. And it doesn't happen. And it's so unsatisfying. Oh, <laughs> You're just like, oh, just somebody kill him. <laughs> I'm guessing everybody else dies. Uh, actually, this is a very low death count on this oh, one. Okay. Othello dies. Of course, Desdemona gets smothered by a pillow. Uh, Rodrigo dies and Amelia dies and that's it. Iago gets arrested at the end. Uh, both uh, Iago and Othello get arrested at the end for the murder for the murders of Rodrigo and Desdemona but Othello kills himself before anything else can happen and Iago mm -hmm. goes off to jail. Um, maybe he dies after that. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so unsatisfying that he just didn't like somebody just didn't slit his just like <laughs> everybody. I mean, it's Shakespeare. You expect people to get poisoned and stabbed and pursued by bears. And <laughs> <laughs> just as an aside, if you ever get a chance to read uh, Winter's Tale, which we're not doing here, there's one uh, famous stage direction where one of the characters runs off stage, and the stage direction is exit pursued by bear. And that's how they die, is <laughs> eaten by a bear. Uh, some lines to remember. The, the green-eyed monster one, which is a very uh, kind of famous uh, term now for jealousy. Mm -hmm. uh, I will wear my heart upon my sleeve, comes from Othello. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would not put a thief in my mouth to steal my brains, which is that about... Is weird. It's about uh, drinking alcohol. You know, you put a thief in your mouth just to do, you drink too much to, uh, to make yourself stupid or to do stupid things. Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. You're <laughs> like, I'll put a thief in my mouth. If that thief is beer, I'm in. I'll get up at 8 a.m. and start drinking. <laughs> Could I have an ice cold thief, please? <laughs> Could I have a thief sour? Uh, Othello dies, Desmond dies, Rodrigo dies, Amelia dies. Uh, not a lot of movie, uh, Analogs to this one. The most famous one recently is O, starring uh, Julia Stiles and uh, oh my god, I'm gonna blink on his name, uh, Pfeiffer, Mackay Pfeiffer. Oh, uh, he plays a basketball, a high school basketball star, and Julia Stiles is his girlfriend. Yeah. And then there's a guy who used to be a heartthrob guy, Chris something or other. No, Josh. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed that I don't remember this, but I don't want to look it up because the struggle is fun. Uh, anyway, it was said in high school. He's a star basketball player. Uh, Josh Hartnett is, is like, is, plays the Iago character who kind of turns everything evil on everything. Um, there's an amazing movie, if you want to go back and watch a movie from 1947 called A Double Life. Ronald Coleman... Uh, won an Oscar for Best Actor for this. And he plays an actor playing Othello. But in real life, he's also having the same issues that Othello's having in the play. Oh, so man. he's going through the play and those things, and then he also has this this problem in, in real life. Uh, so that's an amazing, amazing movie. And Othello is famous for... Uh, Lots of white guys playing Othello on stage. Lawrence Olivia played him on stage. Uh, Orson Welles played him. I mean, you get a lot of white Othellos over the years. That has now changed. Lawrence Fishburne, I think, is the last one who played him that I can remember playing him do on they, Broadway. Do they blackface? 
They kind of, they don't go full like minstrel show blackface, but definitely, let's say, tanner. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's mostly been corrected at this point. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, yay progress. <laughs> I'm going to mention one more. We're not going to get into anything. I don't have a quote from it because there's no famous quotes, but it is the bloodiest of all the Shakespeare plays, Titus Andronicus. It is not a very good play. Uh, it is basically about this general and war and people die. But 14 deaths Dang. overall. The best ones are there's three that are great to mention. Uh, Chiron and Demetrius, they are stabbed and then made into pies. Really? And then those pies are fed to a character named Tamora, who then dies of indigestion. <laughs> There's also because they ate three pies. Because they ate three human pies, <laughs> the two human pies. Uh, yeah. There's another character who gets buried up to its neck and then dies of starvation. There's Jeez. one that gets lit on fire. I mean, it is just. I saw a production of this at a place in Chicago called Splatter Theater, which I don't think exists <laughs> anymore. But it was it was one of those things where the first six or seven rows have to wear garbage bags yeah, over, yeah. and then they they had chainsaws and they were just cutting off fake limbs and and blood was spurting everywhere. Oh my god! It was it was and it's not a very good play. It was recently filmed, and I think Anthony Hopkins played Titus uh, in the movie version of that. So it's maybe in the last ten years, but not not a great play. But yeah, death dead people all around. All right, so hopefully that helps you. If you got a Shakespeare round that comes up, maybe the you can go back to some of those and uh, and say, oh yeah, here's how they died, or who died, or whatever. Hopefully that'll help you uh, in any future Shakespeare trivia problems. Um, did you enjoy that? It was great. Yeah, you looked like you had a good time. I was yawning a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you know, that's not an uncommon uh, reaction to Shakespeare. <laughs> All right. That was Tips and Tricks, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, name... All right. That was your uh, throwback to 2017 episode. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, so just to go over this, the schedule this week for quizzes, Monday, that's tonight, I am at the Skylark in West Seattle. Tuesday at Fitzgerald, Amanda will be sitting in. Tuesdays at the Crown Bar, I will be there. Uh, Tuesday at the Black Zia Cantina, the newest one with Kat and Burian. And Tuesday also in Wallingford with Mookie at Murphy's. Wednesday, I'm hosting at the Berliner in Renton. Thursdays, I'm hosting at the local 907 in Renton. And Jeff is at Murphy's in Wallingford. They're all free to play. They're all a lot of fun. Come out and say hello and uh, play the quiz and win something. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, anything you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear from people all the time. Quizfix at gmail.com. Uh, next week we'll go through some of the reviews on Apple podcasts that people have been leaving. So if you got a review for us, please leave it, uh, make it nice. We like nice things. Uh, that is quiz fix podcasts on Apple podcasts. That is it. Thanks a lot for listening and downloading and we will talk at you next week. Bye. Let's get trivial, trivial, I want to get trivial.